When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Empire. Hello and welcome to the live stream edition of the John Con Report. You can see the voice of the commanders, Brad Weinstein, there. You can answer all your questions again tonight. Talk rehash. Commanders 32 to 21 victory over the Eagles and Graham. I always forget that 32 part because of the late, the last, last second touchdown by Casey Tuhill. And if you're watching, I got my chains on. You saw Taylor Heineke on the plane. These are my. I don't have any real chains. I've got these chains. I'm not cool enough to pull it off. So I'm going to keep. Let it. Let the cool guys, the quarterbacks, do the chains. Yeah, I, I'm sure that's probably a better way to go. So, Bram, let's start with. Let's start with what last night meant. And because you and I haven't had a chance really to talk about it. Um, we haven't had much of a chance to talk about it since the game ended. What do you, what was your biggest takeaway from that game? And what do you think this means for them going forward? I thought it was the biggest win under Ron Rivera personally um, in his two and a half years um, because of who they beat, because of what it meant for their season, because of who they did it against his division game. Um, so I, 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 I kind of fall into that category. I mean, I think there's a few candidates, but I think it was the best one they've had. It was, um, more surprising to me than the one that they had a couple of years ago against Pittsburgh. Cause I thought Pittsburgh was kind of heading Sorry, towards the debt. Like if you watch them closely, you could see that their offense was slowing down significantly. I didn't see that in the Eagles coming in here. So I thought this was incredible. And the other part that like really, really stands out to me is, um, you know, I get a chance to talk to Ron Rivera after typically a Thursday practice this week, a Friday practice because of the schedule change. And he flat out told me then we're going to run the ball a lot against them. And he was telling anybody who would listen, you know, they'll they'll like clue you into what they're going to do, but they don't typically just scream it from the rooftops. And he did. And then London told me he did it to him. Julie told me she did it to him. They talked to other, um, you know, coaches. All of them said the same thing. And it's very rare that they just announce, here's what we're going to do, and then do it to the degree that they did it. So I was really impressed is the wrong word for this. I'm surprised. And this is the type of thing where it's like, for crying out loud, if they're capable of doing this on a consistent basis, then their record won't be five and five for very long. Right. And um, you're right. Like I heard the run game stuff the entire time all week and they felt very confident of that because mainly because Jordan Davis was not there. And so him not being in the middle of that Eagles defense makes a big difference. And so, yeah, you're right. My question with them was, are they going to be, how committed are they to, to running the ball that way? And they could stay committed to it because they kept continuously picking up those third downs that allowed them to stay committed to the run. If you're not doing that, you know, the run game was, was good. The volume was good, 
But sometimes, Bram, when I look at it, my concern is, is it how sustainable is it what they showed last night? They weren't, there were a lot of times when I was watching it again today, not to pour cold water on it, because I do, because you do wonder, what does this mean, not just for last night, but what does it mean for the last seven games or the next seven games coming up? And can they do that consistently? And I still have some concerns or, or questions about that because there are too many times where you'd see certain things aren't blocked up or the holes aren't as clean as you would like them. And what what will that look like um, against the Giants, for example? Um, but having said that, what again, what I liked is the commitment to it. And you, there were plenty of times where third down and four, they're running the ball. You know, the, the number of first and, you know, uh, two or three yard gains on first down and yet they're continuously doing it. And I thought that was to be applauded. Um, you know, it's funny, like scoring's really down this year in the NFL, like kind of across mm-hmm. the board. And I think what we're seeing is a shift back to, because people are spending so much money on corners and pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Often these guys are light, but they're extremely athletic and practically impossible to block. But um, if you are committed to running the ball, you have athletic offensive linemen, which I saw more athleticism out of last night than I saw in any other game. Um, they were motivated clearly last night. My point is like, I think you're seeing this across the league. The teams are starting to value a run game again um, because that's the counter. If you're going to spend all your resources on these extremely, you know, hybrid type pass rushers, but they're 275, 295, you should run them over. And when Washington got good a year ago in the middle of the season, they became a power run team. And last night they announced they were going to be that. And I'm with you saying you're going to do it and doing it are two very different things. And they were saying it all weekend. I'm sitting there going, yeah, but that line is, you know, weak and banged up. Norwell was hurt coming in. Larson was hurt coming in. We now know, you know, that they were thinking about, um, you know, putting Cosme in and rotated tackles. So like they're still doing things to try to get this group together, but it was a dominant, dominant performance by them. And I don't want to take really anything away from them. I really thought it was um, just, just, it was really just an overall overwhelming performance and the type of thing that if they're going to consistently do it, and that's the thing, you don't see them consistently do this, right? But if they are, they're dangerous because of, because of the way their defense can play, stop people, limit scoring, you know, whether they get turnovers or not, they're dangerous. Yes. And I think the other thing, and by the way, for people watching, if you're looking at why does this guy have like 20, 20 uh, media guy or um, press pass run, these are my chains. I don't have the chains like they did on the plane for Taylor Heineke. So I'm just wearing these chains tonight. Kind of goofy, but you know what? Bram and I have had no sleep at all. The other thing I think that helped Bram last night is I thought Sam Cosme coming back and he wasn't, he didn't play a ton, but he was really good against Fletcher Cox when he was matched up against him. I think it reminds you Cornelius Lucas has done, a, has done a nice job. Sam Cosby is a better player and he's a better run blocker. And you saw that again last night when he was in there against Fletcher Cox, gave up no ground multiple times on very on different sort of um, uh, get, run schemes. And then John Bates, I think, is starting to get now that he's getting healthier. I think he's going back to being the kind of blocker he was last year. I thought he did a nice job a couple of times against Fletcher Cox as well. So, that will be a help for the run game down the stretch. But again, I do have some questions 
about, you know, where's Shane Prince wants to know, where's my Bush Light? I'm not in college anymore. I don't know why those guys drink Bush Light. And Brandon Sheriff, Brandon Sheriff was making 20, what was he? He made $33 million in two years and he's drinking Bush Light. Hey, you I, like what I, you like. You At like, my wedding, yeah, I had I Miller know. High Life. I like Miller High Life. That was my beer. Yeah, I, I'm, we in, in college drank Bush beer, did not drink Bush Light. Um, there you go, five chains kind. There you go. Um, but I could not, there is no way that I'm drinking any Bush Light right now. So just what did you make of the the tackle switching? What did what did I, working, I couldn't working, figure working out? Working Cosme back there. in. Working because Cosme just got the 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 um the pad off or the cat the the cast off on his left hand, and he didn't have full functionality with his entire hand. So they didn't want to put him out there for the for the full snaps, but they did want to play him and he did make a difference. And so when he can get back in there full time, I think that will help them. What did you make? All right, so let's let's go to the quarterback situation right now because Ron Rivera talked to the media today and we and was asked about the whole Carson Wentz situation. Is he going to come off IR? They don't know yet. So he doesn't know what he's going to do. Well, I think he does know what he's going to do. It's just a matter of is Carson Wentz healthy or not? And what do you what do you, when are you going to tell everybody? But did you you heard his comments today? What did you think? I listened to it twice because the first time around, I mean, I was just kind of initially, I was like, is he insinuating that Wentz would come back if he's healthy? Because that seems to be kind of against the headwinds here. Um, And then I listened to it again. And the way he kind of phrased the, I want to talk to the players and I want to get the feel of the locker room and do what's good for the team made me feel as if that, he is staying with Heineke this weekend. I will yeah. actually be surprised if he makes that change. And I'll, I'll tell you, like, not just because they're three and one and they just beat the Eagles and clearly this team has rallied, you know, behind him. Um, if he makes this change now, win or lose, that crowd at home against Atlanta is going to be catcalling everything Carson Wentz does. Yes. Because I really believe, so I think, and I think he knows this, like, Jeez. You know, it does not mean that they can't won't go back to Wentz at some point. But to me, to pump the brakes on Heineke with the heater that they're on, I just can't see him making that decision. So I, I don't think it will happen that way. Well, and see, the way I took it, because the one thing he said, he's going to basically gauge the mood of the team in the locker room. And that's one thing that's an important factor. Well, if you do that, there's only one way you're going. You're going with Heineke because that lot is definitely behind him. And not, not that they're not necessarily behind Carson Wentz, but I think what they 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 really gravitate toward Heineke. And so if that's a factor, you're going to go there. I think the other thing you have to look at with it too is, and it's hard because it's hard to put quarterback in the same position because they're different guys. They're going to see things differently, a little bit differently, or maybe read it, read it a little bit differently or make a different decision. But if you get the run game going like that with 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 Wentz back there, does it look different? Are you more explosive, explosive, or do you have because of the threat with Heineke's legs? Does that make you better off? So I think there's a lot of factors going to it. But the other thing he said too, Bram, was um, the quote about basically going to treat everybody fair and you treat everybody on the team equally. But you're also going to when you're ba- and this is a paraphrasing, but when you're making a decision it's going to be what's 
best for the team, not the person. So to me, that sounded like a sticking with Heineke because while may have gone out and traded this and that for Wentz and he's got the big contract, it's not about him. It's about the team. And um, so I think they will, I think they will stick with Heineke until the magic runs out. I mean, honestly, I think a couple things can be true here that, that it feels like the right thing to do is stick with Heineke for now. Um, And that doesn't mean that they can't decide what they're going to do next year. Next year, Wentz is under contract for two more years. He's a candidate to be restructured. Um, If the concern is, I mean, if the concern is that, um, if the concern here is that he's going to kind of mentally shut down, if you stick with Heineke, um, listen, this guy's been through this before, obviously. We don't really know the circumstances behind it. I know this team has been really, really, really careful about trying to prop him up, tell him how much they want him here, but it is what it is right now. And I would just say to him what Matt Ryan said to the Colts after they made a decision a couple of weeks ago that seemed preposterous at the time, stay ready. We may go back to you. Right. The season is not over. When it was one and four, the season wasn't over. When it was four and four, it wasn't over. <laughs> when it was four and five, it wasn't over. After a crazy win last night, everything's back on the table again, at least for like making a run. So things change fast. Stay ready, stay professional. But right now, uh, you got you. I don't know how you could even sell me that the right thing to do is to move away from Heineke right now. And that doesn't mean in a couple of weeks they won't. Who knows? Right. And Juan, Juan here says, why would he go to a rusty quarterback instead of staying with the hot hand? Well, I think that's, I think you're right. I think that's what he's thinking too. And it's not, again, it's not about, I'm sure they would tell Wentz, because I know what I hear is their belief still in him. He's still developing or growing in this offense. It's a new offense for him. So, you know, it, it does take some time, but you've just won three out of four and you pull off this huge upset with Heineke in charge and, and operating the way he did. We all know that things can change in a, in very quick with this. Yeah. And, and it wouldn't shock me if in three weeks that Wentz is back in there, but listen, if, if they go out and beat Houston and then they beat Atlanta, you're not changing then either. I, I mean, look, I mean, the guy who's going to be a free agent this year is Heineke, right. <laughs> not Wentz. So, you know, you, you, I, I don't know at this point, I don't, I don't see how you move away from them. Like yeah. we've talked about this a million times. Like I, I see the limitations like everybody else, but I also see the intangibles. Um, he did two things last night that were the most impressive two things he did last night. He had a snap go over his head. Yeah. Not only did he go back and get the ball, he had the wherewithal not to just dive on it, stepped up, ran out of the pocket, threw it out of bounds, saved them 20 yards or a turnover, or something worse, made an incredible play. I mean, that's, that is an incredible game-changing play that he made. Then at the end of the game, he knows better than to throw a uh, dangerous pass, takes a knee to what should have just been forcing the Eagles to use a final timeout, gets hit and realizes immediately, I just goaded them, or didn't even try to. They just made a really dumb play. They had to be called, and and there we go. Like, those two things outside of they went 10 for 13 on third down, ran the ball extraordinarily well. I thought Scott Turner's, you know, owed a you know, big bouquet of flowers for the game plan he went through last night. Look, this is not an indictment. Of, I still think both these things can be true at the same time. 
just because Heineke is the guy right now doesn't mean Wentz might not be the guy in the future. And I think they need to look at it that way. But to sit here and make a quarterback change right now feels preposterous. Now, the one thing that worries me, like when, when Rivera does say, I'm going to talk to the players about it, and I think they should voice their opinions, when they pick him, is that going to bother Wentz? Like, I hope not, you know? <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think it's as much not so much picking their brains. It's just like, hey, his point was, I'm not going to tell you guys the media before I tell my team. Yeah, that right, was yeah, the, yeah. the other thing on the other thing on that the snap over his head, Bram, that you that was a touchdown drive. He saved a touchdown drive. So like that was a that was a huge and I even joked last night, I said, do you you know, is it possible that two of your best plays involved in incompletion and getting drilled on a kneel down? Yeah. And and they were because they, you know, so but he also like I felt like he made some good decisions. And there were they had a couple of throws to Samuel that were really Terry that were really good. So and, and the funny thing is, and this is what I have to go back and still watch because I was only able to get it was hard today to get through today with the, we had multiple stories I had to write a Zoom call with Rivera. So I haven't had been a chance to watch all like the past game, but they had some open guys last night, and I think that was a direct result of the ability to run the ball. And someone asked Casey Chapman did ask. Did this line really play better? Well, I think in in I think where they were helped was they were in the first game against the Eagles. There were twelve plays they had that gained negative yards. They had twelve plays for minus seventy three yards. Last night they had and Rivera put the stat out. They said the stat, and I I'm, I'm going to trust him for now because I haven't added it up. But he said of those forty nine runs they had, one lost yards. Now I'm not. I'm going to exclude like the kneel downs as lost yards, but that's how you can help the line. And that's why when I did my keys and prediction for the game that on, on, on the, um, on the podcast, the number one thing was run the ball. You've got to run the ball because if you run the ball, well, it's going to help the protection. It's going to put them in a better spot. And they were in better spots all game because their ability to stick with the run, not just, it wasn't, again, I'm going to stress. It wasn't like they ran the ball. Great. It was they ran the ball with determination and and the, um, again the knowing that this is how you have to win so stick with it yeah that's what it was as much as anything and I also liked there were a lot of times I liked the action of the run game and the the there were a number of times where you saw guys getting out of their gaps because of the motion and the action of the play a lot of motion and then you'd have a Curtis Samuel going one way in motion. Logan Paul, Logan Paulson, Logan Thomas, shout out Logan. If you're listening, Logan Thomas running a sip block the other way, coming back and it just crossing gaps up. And I felt like they did a good job with that. So I liked the the tight ends overall were outstanding. I agree. This was, this was the most physical that the offensive front played of the year Mm -hmm. by far. Um, They were motivated. Um, Logan Thomas was extremely physical last night, like looked like the type of blocker, let alone receiver 
um, that we were accustomed to before the knee injury a year ago, they were really motivated last night. Like I'd like to hear more from them about what it was that really got them motivated that way. Cause they were ready to go. And I'll go back to, it is rare. The coaches tell you exactly what they're going to do. And the coaches did this over and over and over. And they did literally did not care that Philadelphia knew that. And they ran it down their throat. Anyway, it was yeah. a dominant, dominant performance. And, um, you know, it was, I think it's something to be proud of. I agree with Rivera though. They are five and five. So this idea that we arrived is a little right. much. So I agree with that, you know, talking point. And last thing really on Heineke and Rivera does this sometimes. And it, it's a, it's a mild complaint of his communication with the media, but I was not entirely clear when he said, I'm going to make a decision, whether he meant for the season or for the game. And then right. he said, I don't want somebody looking over their shoulder, but it's a week. So I was not exactly clear, no matter what he does here this week, which I think will be Heineke. Is he mean for the rest of the year? You no, know, I, don't think, I didn't know what he was talking about. No. And I think he even said that he's, because at first he said, I don't want them looking over their shoulder. Well, is it for the rest of the year? No. Well, guess what? You're going to be looking over your shoulder if that's the case. But I do think it's, and he then said, it's one game at a time right now. So I think that's, I think if that's why I say, yeah. I think if that's the case and you're going to go to, you're going to stick with Heineke. And then if, if he has a couple, if he goes out and struggles against Houston and they lose, well, then I think you're going to rethink, you may rethink yeah. some things. Um, but here going to that point though, Bram, and this is one of the things that Rivera talked about today as well. And that locker room was, was unlike most locker rooms you're going to see after a, after a um, yeah. regular season win. Yeah. But it was funny because there was a distinct difference. There were some of the older guys, the offensive linemen were on, and the tight ends were on one side of the room. They're reacting as if they had a good regular season win. The other side of the room, it felt like they had a, um, a, a, a they clinched a playoff spot. That's how they were reacting. And it was fun to watch because, like, if any, if any group of players deserves to have a, a night where they can unleash emotions like that, it's this one after all the stuff that goes on here. But the one thing Rivera has stressed, and I think you're going to, you know, he is, he keeps talking about Houston's run game. He keeps talking about how that Houston is going to be well coached and that they haven't arrived yet. And he's right. Because if you go out there, if you don't build on this win, then what did you accomplish? You have to build on this. The only way you're going to build on this is you have to go down to Houston and win that game. And so his message is, his message basically, Bram, was act like you've been, now that you've done this, now you got to act like you've been there before. Two years in a row, they've had wins like this. I mean, they beat Pittsburgh when they were undefeated pretty late in the season. And then right. and then the year later, they played Tampa Bay and they beat them in what felt like a huge statement game. And they ended up seven and 10. So, you know, to his Got point, it. I'll hear him on this. Like, right. they haven't arrived yet, but I, I don't have a problem with them celebrating. I thought that yeah. game was bonkers. Um, that was, man, that was just old school. Doc, Doc, Doc Walker used to always use, they took their manhood from him. That's his big line. They took their manhood from him. It was, it was just startling how dominant they were up front. That first half was incredible. And the right team won last night. You parse out the calls if you want. The right team won last night. You know, yeah. like I, I, you know, there were a couple of calls I will hear out Philadelphia on. There was one oh, against was- Benjamin St. Juice in the first half that I thought was utterly ridiculous. The PI call right. was, I thought was terrible. Um, but you know, I will hear them on Dallas Goddard should have face mask and not a fumble. I'll, I'll hear them on that. Like that was a bad call. All the other ones, um, none of it was ticky tack or anything. I think the right calls were made. 
So they deserve the win, but you could just see the margin for error. Just think about, go look at time of possession, plays run, like yardage totals in the first half, and they were up one score barely and needed a 58-yard field goal to not only be up by three. So like we are, like, like it's still the margin for error for them is very, very, very thin. One thing on the Eagles, I just want to mention this before we run out of time. I got to tell you, like Dallas Goddard got hurt. He's going to miss time. Um, Jason Kelsey was hurt last night. It was obvious he got hurt. I don't know how bad, but he was. And A.J. Brown got hurt and was struggling, and they didn't throw the ball to him very much because I don't think he could run very well. If all three of those guys are messed up, and one of them is going to be for you know at least four games now, there's going to be a course correction on them because their offense will not function with those three guys being marginalized it, it does not mean I think the division is opened up. I think we're just too far in a whole, like to the point of, can you do this consistently? If this team was seven and three, I'd go watch out. They got a shot to catch those guys now, but because they're not, I don't think the margin for error is there. Um, but Philadelphia is going to be an interesting few weeks for them. Watch when they don't score a lot of points. You watch. Oh yeah. Because that, their whole game is, is playing from ahead. By the way, I put this up there. Shane Prince said, Said, does it, does Rivera really need to ask the team about the basically about the quarterback decision? He's not asking the team; he's going to tell the team. But he would take into but what, whereas a coach, what your job is to do is what's the mood of the locker room? You have to have your pulse on the locker room. That's what it is. But he's not going to walk around saying, "Hey, who do you think it should be? Who do you think it should be?" It's like, no, he's going to see how do they react to this guy? How do they react to this guy, etc. That's what you do. Just. That's that's always, but he's not going to go pull guys or do anything like that. So just to clear that up, um, but yeah, Bram, it, it um, I lost my oh yeah, but the Eagles, but you know it's funny because like this NFC is still wide open and this team oh, is yeah. going to have a chance. I felt like last night was a changes should could very well change. That's a trajectory changing win if you let it because if you know, but. Again, you have to win in Houston for that game to really mean something. Otherwise, then it would have been like it would be just the same as if you had lost to Philly and go down and beat Houston. It's got to mean something, and the only way it can mean something is if you if you go out and you honestly you have to win the next two, and then you have the Giants in, in two games and and see what happens there. But they've got a, they've got a shot. But the question will be can they can they play consistently enough? And that's where I'm going to gauge the run game and see can they do that? I'm not yeah. convinced yet. But, but again, again, I think I go back to Jahan Dotson being out there is a big help. Bates being healthy is a big help in the run game. Cosme coming back when he does will be a, will be a good help in the run game. I'm still not sure with the guards if, how they're going to hold up as far as getting to the second level and helping, but we'll, we'll see. So defensively, what do you think? Um. I thought the Eagles got away from up-tempo, and that was working for them. Um, a couple of their people had told me before the game that um, they were going to do that because they are very respectful, especially of the interior D-line, and they wanted to try to tire them out and maybe force rotations in, not in the way that Washington would intend, and it worked for them early. And I was surprised in the second half they kind of got away from that, especially down that they didn't get more into that up-tempo game. It was right. working for them. Um Benjamin St. Juice, again, I thought was very good. I thought he got jobbed on that call on the on the PI down the field. I thought he was very good. Obviously made an incredible play, uh, you know, to turn what would have been a big play into a turnover. That was a great play. Um, 
Allen and Payne remain um, two of the best in the business and maybe the best tandem in the NFL this year at D-tackle. Um, and that's a really tough interior O-line that they dealt with yesterday. Sweat made the play when they needed it. Um, you know, like they're still missing their leading tackler, you know, and they're thin at linebacker. He's not playing. This is three weeks in a row, two weeks in a row that they've played real offenses and it hasn't really mattered. So, you know, I, I think they deserve a lot of credit. I mean, they're playing extraordinarily well. I don't think you can ask much more of them really right now. No, no, I, I, I think you're right. And I do, you know what, they're also giving some tough assignments to Benjamin St. Juiced and he's going to give up some stuff. Corner play is always going to be inconsistent because in this league, if you're guarding somebody man-to-man, they're going to come at you by and large. So, But I think they're doing a nice job there. I like what Cam Curl adds. I think he's playing very, very well. Um, but I, last night going into the game, I, before I get to that, Justin Check wants to know any word on the Holcomb injury. I think he plays this week. I don't know because we haven't even – to be honest, I haven't even seen him on the practice field in, in a few weeks since he got hurt. So yep. until we see him on the field – I'm I'm, I, I'm not going to guess. And his name, he did not come up today. We only had Rivera for about 10 minutes or so, so he didn't come up today. And we'll get a better idea on that on, on Wednesday. So um, so there you go. But but I like where the defense has been heading. But And I like, you know, with Chase Young, we haven't even talked about him coming back. I think it will be this week. We still got to get through the week and see. I think what it will be think, too. Yeah, he was, he he was warming up yesterday which is always a surefire sign that it's it's right. right around the corner. Jahan Dotson warmed up last week, so I felt comfortable that right. barring a setback, he would play. Chase Young was warming up last night at the link, which said to me, um, they're reading, they're, they're going to ramp him up. I just, you know, I want to I want to lower the expectations there. I, I just, yeah. he's going to be on a snap count. I don't think he's going to play a ton, but I think his presence will matter for sure. I think his energy matters too. I think you saw that. It's funny because one of the guys who was the most jubilant in the locker room after the game was Chase Young. I mean, it's he was he was the one dancing and singing and and everything. So that's all we that's what he brings is that energy. I would temper it too, though, because it's just asking a lot for a guy to come in after missing that much time off that injury and come back and be a highly productive player right away. I think the good thing for them is that that James Smith Williams. And Casey too will have done a nice job as 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 ends in this league alongside Montez Sweat. So yep. that that reduces some of the pressure on him. The key for Young will be that group has played well together. He's got to go in there and fit into what they do and what they're doing and what they're doing well. It can't be going out there and just trying to put up numbers. I hope he has watched and seen that this is what's working well with this group. Fit in within that, and you're going to make some plays. I, I would guarantee it. So, you know, I think, but I think assuming he does come back, which again, it's 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 certainly trending that way. That I mean, one you know, other name that's that's under the radar, but has been a big deal here, is John Ridgeway. I mean, yes, they, by him. letting Tim Settle go, um, and then having the unfortunate, you know, early season injury with Fedarian Mathis, um, and Daniel Wise ended up with like high ankle sprain or something like that, like. They were extraordinarily thin. Like they, they put themselves in, in my opinion, into a unnecessary thin position with these two great starters, but who was behind them and they rotate a lot of people and they, you know, they picked this guy up. He's just a fifth round pick. And I mean, I got to tell you as a rotational piece, um, he has, he's been an integral part of all this stuff that they can trust this guy, put him in there and not see a humongous drop off from those other two. It's really, um, Boy, that's a hit. 
because I mean, I, I get it. They liked him coming out of the draft and all that stuff. And they could say it is. He was a fifth round pick. I mean, it's not like the Cowboys gave up on some first round pick. And I think it's a big deal. Like the, he's come in here because they needed somebody once Mathis got hurt badly. And he's turned out, turned out to be very, very good for them. I, I agree. And I think you saw that even in the in the Houston game, in the, in the Indianapolis game, um, you saw that a couple of times where he controlled the center, Ryan Kelly, and just stood him up and just found the ball and gets off and makes a play. And so I think the more comfortable he gets in this system and the technique, they, they, the way they want him to play, the more effective he's going to be because he gives them something they don't have. And you go back to the math and stuff that it's, it's all about a guy who can play over the nose. That's what Ridgeway gives you. And, you know, he had the penalty last week that was on special teams. I don't think they agreed with that penalty, but it happened, but it does not mean like I saw, it's funny because you saw, I saw some stuff like after the game on Twitter, cut him, cut him. Like, are you kidding me? Like, this is a guy that's going to be hard to find. He's going to be a productive player for them. And why that it, that's when people go overboard. That was like 1% or 2% of the, of the, of the base, I guess I would say, but he's a very productive player, good pickup. And I think when you combine him with Mathis next year, you go back and if they can keep Deron Payne, you go back to having a really nice tackle rotation. Yep. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. So any last thoughts, Bram? Um, you know, I'm also with Rivera on listen, this is the NFL. It's a professional team they're playing. I know they played two teams with great records the last couple of weeks and they're playing the team with the worst record, but they were on the road Monday night, emotional win. They got a short week. They're not going to practice very much, certainly not very much in pads. They got to turn around and fly and go on the road. Don't take this for granted because that game against Philadelphia is going to mean nothing if they go down there and lose. Right. They got to win this game. Yeah. No, this is a must-win game. And I think – I'm not sure who – I don't know if it was Raymond um, on here said it too on, on, the, on the comment section over here, but the Houston game is, is one that they're going to find out what kind of team is this. Now, I kind of think you find that out every week. However, I understand completely what he's saying, and that's because this is this is a game that tests who you are as well. Are you going to get fat and happy after that win? And I think that's one of the things that Rivera is going to guard against in a thousand in a thousand ways this week. And you haven't done anything. You're five and five. Five and five. Five and five. five that's and five. it. You know, like like he what even if he's I'm sure he's ecstatic. And I, I saw the clip of him in the locker oh, room yes. and I was moved by it too. You know, with him, what it meant to him for his team to do that. Uh, you know, amid his mother passing and, you know, but you know, the same way, like what's he going to crow about? He has an under 500 record as a coach here. So, you know, like, you know, so I, I hear him on that and I'm, I'm with him on all that. Like they haven't gotten there. It's on the table for them again, you know, like it was last year, hopefully nothing, you know, I think some things that got were out of their hands, got in their way last year, the COVID outbreak on this team. So I'm hoping that nothing crazy happens to them you know, this fall in any way that, that kind of takes opportunity off the table, you know, uh, assuming that it doesn't, and we're not in the similar situation that we were a year ago. Um, I, I'm ready to see what they can do in December. And I'm just, they've done it again. It's three years in a row that they've turned their season around the hole they get themselves into puts them in a position, unfortunately this year where the division is pie in the sky, but it doesn't mean they can't make the playoffs. And it doesn't mean that Philadelphia ain't going to be scared if this team shows up and is near them. Because they saw what they can do to them. Oh, if they can do that to the team that I think, at least through the halfway point of the season, has been the best team in the NFC, then a lot of things are on the table for them. 
if they can have the consistency that Rivera is talking about for sure. And here's the other thing. Last thing for me too. You want that home field advantage back, go down and beat Houston, be impressive in that win. And then just think how that game is going to be when they come back to play against Atlanta at home. It's, you know, the crowds have been better this year as far as the, I guess the um, enthusiasm or whatever, the atmosphere has been better, right? So if you go down there, if you come back from Houston six and five and it's an impressive win, and I would say this, you win in the NFL, it's impressive because there's so many close games every yeah. week. So just win. A road game is a good win. I don't just care win. if it's yeah. 17-16, it's a good win on the road. I, I, short week, short yeah. week in yeah. Philadelphia, physical game. You're not going to practice very much. Turn around and fly to Texas. I don't care what the score is. If they win, it's a it's an enormous win. And next week, um, it's Thanksgiving weekend, which means a ton of people are home. Atlanta's not going to travel a million Falcons fans up here like some of these other teams are going to be. I I expect FedEx Field to be extremely partial for the first time in a while and get behind this team. And if they're seven and five, it's on, right? It's really on. So hopefully they'll get the next two. Bram, we're going to cut it there. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. Thanks to Bram for joining me. Couple programming notes. I am going to have a put out a podcast on Thursday, probably talking about some of the quarterback stuff. But also, if you read my story on Terry McLaurin on ESPN.com the other day that came out Monday, if you haven't read it, go back and read it. But I'm going to play the interview for that on the podcast. So tune in for that. But I'll have some, I'll have about 10 minutes or so on other stuff, but also play that, play that 10 minute interview with Terry. I think you'll really get something out of that. So that will be out on Thursday, keys and predictions on Friday. And as always, thank you for tuning in. By the way, send some more questions. If you want to send some questions for me on Twitter, hit me up at John underscore Kime, and I'll answer maybe one or two of those on Thursday as well. Anyway, Bram, thanks for joining me. And as always, everybody else, thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.